I've seen some pushback on the trailer where people are like, oh, it's female leads doing martial arts. But for me, it's just normal. I think it's a good idea to put women into the action genre. And I think maybe I Am Rage, even though it's independent movie, is a good example of how capable, like, you know, female actresses are. You're listening to the R2's Fitness Audio Experience. Deadlift Podcast. Welcome to episode 2 of the Deadlift Podcast. I am your host, Ken R2s. And for those who may or may not know, this is episode 2, Deadlift Podcast, previously known as DK Mag. Every episode, I'm going to do this for a while, is reintroduce the Deadlift Podcast and where we originated from and where we at right now. So DK Mag, at one point, we were c- covering horror films, thrillers, short films, feature-length films, everything that had to do with horror, sci-fi, and thrillers. Of course, COVID hit, financials hit, and DK Mag was put on pause. But now we are back as Deadlift Podcast. Why Deadlift? Well, Deadlift is an exercise we conduct at the gym. And also, it has the name dead, so you have to also think, ooh, has to do with horror or something? Yeah, so I combine both of them. And every interview here will combine aspects of horror, thriller, sci-fi, media, and also we'll delve into the fitness, nutrition, and mindset, combining both topics into one podcast so there you have it the inside scoop of what deadlift means it's an exercise routine has the name dead in it yeah it has to do with zombies and stuff and deadlift yeah you get the gist okay so episode two i have an exclusive interview with david ryan keith he is the director of i am rage and he also serves as co-writer for the film and in this interview we delved into topics such as the female protagonist, fitness, because I Am Rage features a lot of hand-to-hand combat, very impressive by the way, and also nutrition, how to keep in shape, mindset, and also what it is to be an independent film director. Very informative interview. Before we dive into the interview, I'm going to give a piece on I am rage and I use the word peace instead of review because I'm taking a different adventure here instead of reviewing films as everyone online does and we all do it with our friends and family because everybody has an opinion on art 
And movies is art. Music is art. Art is art. Comic books is art. We all have an opinion on the context. Is the ending good? Is the film uh, done properly? Lighting, cinematography, all this stuff. What one person may find interesting and delightful, someone else may criticize it on down to the grave. So in my approach, I'll be tackling originality, creativity, and delivery. And you'll see what I mean with the context of my presentation of this, I Am Rage, and future films on this podcast. Before we dive in to the piece on I Am Rage and the interview that follows, I'm going to read a little bit on the press release. I Am Rage, a sweat-inducing new revenge thriller from the team behind popular action title Army of One, released in 2020, has been acquired by Uncorked Entertainment for a digital and DVD release on the 1st of August, 2023. The film stars multi-award-winning actress Hanja Bang-Benz, best known for her turns in acclaimed British films such as The Man Upstairs and Glamour. Headlines the film. David Ryan Keith, who previously collaborated with Uncorked on the Redwood Massacre series of films, directs from a script he co-wrote with Stephen Durham, also from Army of One. Now here is the synopsis of I Am Rage. Aaron's idyllic countryside trip turns to terror when a sinister blood cult abducts her. But they made a grave mistake. Her abductors soon learned the painful consequences of crossing someone with severe anger issues. So let's jump right into it. I am Rage. Creativity wise, it is an independent film. So of course, we're not going to have the big budget features as a big budget film. But creativity-wise, David Ryan Keith successfully presents to the audience what I like to call survival horror. Press release, they call it revenge thrillers. You know, for me, it is a survival horror. Why? Because we see the protagonist in a situation that they need to come they need to survive, they need to combat the antagonists, whether it may be a animal, whether it may be a human. So it's a classic man versus nature or man versus man concept. Yes, sometimes survival horror is man versus the unknown, but for more realism, it's man versus nature, man versus man. Creativity-wise, you, the audience, gather your opinion. If the film does resonate with you in a certain way on how creative it may be, 
I Am Rage does present something creative in the field that it is a contribution to the revenge thriller or in my interpretation survival horror type film. It is well put together. Oh, of course, that is open to interpretation for you, the viewer. Now, originality. I Am Rage does follow in the footsteps of other films. But what makes this one different is that we have a film of protagonists kicking ass. Other films that come to mind would be The Running Man or Hard Target. Classic action films such as those features a strong masculine protagonist. Here we have what I find to be an average female meaning let me elaborate here a female she's not muscular she's not too over the top she does have a little secret about her which makes her have the ability to kick ass and escape her situation but we don't see nothing exaggerated as we would see in those classic action films now david ryan keith in his interview he elaborated that I Am Rage is a popcorn film. And I would tend to agree. Yes, I Am Rage is those type of films that you would sit down over a meal, some pizza with friends, some popcorn, and just enjoy the movie for what it delivers. Action. Survival horror if you want. But yeah, it does reminisce on other previous films. Uh, the ones that I had mentioned. Once again, it is you, the audience. Gather your own interpretation, pros and cons. Is it something that is generic? Or do, do we have something here, film-wise, that is totally different? Now, my point of view is towards the latter. Every film director delivers his or her own interpretation to the genre and of course we have something different here we have a blood cult we have a female protagonist that's kicking ass yeah it is something different why not and it's an independent film you got to support the independent filmmaker okay now delivery what does I Am Rage deliver? I Am Rage delivers the classic interpretation across the board in horror films and also in action films of the 80s, especially the martial arts films. We see a strong female protagonist stuck in a situation where otherwise you would see the strong heroic hero come in and save her. No. We have a female protagonist that is strong, makes her own decisions, kicks ass, takes names. Hey, we even, we, we probably forgot the bubble gum in this situation. And that's what I like about this. Films that have the female protagonist up and center is uh, few and far between. But we can name those films with 
at the top of our heads we know these films are iconic for what they deliver we have terminator we have halloween uh we have aliens yeah we have seen the female protagonist portrayed in a strong heroic leadership role for many many years i am rage does follow in these films footsteps and putting the female protagonist forward i i personally enjoy these type of films and it's not something that is quote-unquote a feminist movement or anything like that getting into social commentary no 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 we and this is something we've seen many, many times. We've seen many iterations of it. It's refreshing to find these type of films. And it breaks free of the common tropes of the strong, muscular guy that never runs out of bullets in his gun. Yeah, those are also considered popcorn films and we see them for what they are. I Am Rage, once again... We see it for what it is. You, the audience, get your give your own interpretation on on the protagonist and the antagonist and what have you. Now, to tie a bow into the my observation, my piece on I am rage. Well, for the originality aspect, we do have other films that have done this before that's not to say and that's not to put down i am rage that's to say yes there are other films that have executed a similar idea but i am rage presents a different perspective a different creative perspective to this particular genre once again i reiterate you the audience dictate your own personal views on the film Creativity wise, it is what it is for an independent film. We have action, we have soundtrack here, we have uh, good, good choreography going on. And let me, let me reinforce how difficult it is to have choreography on a film that involves different fight sequences everyone is is like a dance all the actors have to be in sync and in my interview with david ryan keith he elaborated that the actors did their own sequences their own stunts now you have to give applause for that that takes a lot of skill it takes a lot of dedication and here you have these actors in front of the screen delivering uh, action sequence delivering a, a performance for you the audience yes audiences are accustomed to seeing very elaborate high-tech visuals once again this is an independent film we don't have that type of budget here but we do have that creativity presented to you and finally delivery Yes, I Am Rage delivers on the perspective of putting the female front and center. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, what, what else can I say about that? To finalize my piece, 
I Am Rage is one of those films that, in this case, I would have to agree with the director's description of his artistic presentation. And that is, it is a popcorn film. We sit down, we want to have entertainment, we don't want to be in, inundated with political or propaganda. Um, seen this film? I don't see anything of the such. I find it entertaining. And sometimes we want that escape from our everyday. Just sit down, have some entertainment, 90 minutes of your time. Once the credits, the ending credits go up, critique it. You like it, you enjoyed it, you don't like it. Hey, art is art, art is subjective. But in the end of it all, you have a team of creatives, directors, writers, producers, editors, actors that put in their time to present to you, the audience, their vision, their dedication for you to consume as entertainment. So with that said, I am Rage. Do I recommend it? Okay, here we, here we go with the review. Do I recommend it? Absolutely, sure. Why not? So show some support for the independent scene. And without further ado, let me present the exclusive interview with I Am Rage director and co-writer David Ryan Keith. So let's kick off the interview, the first part. A uh, little, little bit about yourself, an origin story, if you will, uh, your journey as a filmmaker, and what brought you to the stage with I Am Rage. Okay, um, I guess I work, I, I mean, where do I start? I guess I worked in the UK film industry for about 10 years. And then uh, decided to take a risk to start my own company up to make independent movies and for the last 10 years we've been uh, plugging away at trying to make an independent movie like every couple of years so that's where we're at now awesome so what right now what were the obstacles uh, faced when uh, creating uh, this film it's a hard one actually um, I mean it, this is a movie that kind of came to me so it's one of those things I kind of like signed on the dotted line to make the film and then invested some of my own time to help like get the script ready for the production. But I mean, as far as hurdles for this movie, it was probably mostly in the actual shooting of the film. Um, they wanted to shoot in a Scottish weather, which is insane. It was a bad idea from the beginning and the production and especially the cast got to taste firsthand what it's like to shoot a movie in Scotland during winter. Oh yeah, I could imagine. I can imagine. Well, that, that applies to everything, especially when it's a project. We can't control the elements, but we could learn how to work around it. Yeah, I mean, we, this, this film was plagued with snow, rain, wind, each day was uh, a discovery of, are we gonna be able to shoot? Are we gonna have to rake the snow out of the forest so we can shoot? So it, it was a painful, I mean, independent films are painful enough to film, but this was an overly painful experience to get the movie over the finish line. 
<laughs> I, 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 could, I could only imagine the headaches. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm lucky. I've, this is my, maybe the, my fourth movie with the same distributor and I'm quite familiar with the producers. So we've kind of established quite a good team. And I guess they've got the trust in me to carry through these movies um, to get them out to the world, I guess. Great. And of course, we all have an understanding that the female protagonist is a strong figure in uh, horror films and we say uh, action thrillers as well everything from Alien to Halloween the female is front and center uh, what is your opinion on this that the female strong character especially for I Am Rage what, what is she all about what does she encompass yeah, well, you're right. I mean, I grew up in the 80s, 90s, so I'm used to watching those movies like Aliens, Terminator 2, that kind of stuff with strong female leads. So when they kind of pitched the idea they wanted this movie to have strong female leads, it wasn't anything like... I've seen some pushback on the trailer where people are like, oh, it's female leads doing martial arts. But for me, it's just normal. I think it's a good idea to put women into the action genre and I think maybe I Am Rage, even though it's independent movie, is a good example of how capable like, you know, female actresses are both acting and being able capable to take on the roles normal men do, especially like martial arts and that kind of thing. So I'm hoping this is like a, a benefit to the movie rather than, you know, a, a negative, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, it would definitely a benefit, and the uh, the exploitation films in the 70s also encompassed the female protagonist in a very strong and authoritative manner. We have uh, I Spit in the Grave, well, she faced these uh, uh, struggles and all of a sudden she starts kicking ass, and I know 100% Iron Rage encompasses that same concept that uh, a female yeah. protagonist up against the wall she has to deliver. <laughs> yeah, and like it was, this I Am Rage is kind of a throwback to some of the older movies in the late 80s, 90s. So I, I was so important for me to have the two women fight at the end in what you'd normally expect in a, you know, back in the day, the 90s movies with like Seagal Van Damme. And I've never really seen it since. Two women fight in a traditional action sense. So it was really fun to find people, actors that could do it, number one, and it was uh, fun for us to shoot. Ah, that's totally awesome. Now let's talk about the, pr the production. How long did it take for you to uh, conceive the project from the initial idea on paper to the final reel uh, for your distributor? How long was that process? I, th <clears throat> I think for this movie, it was just over one month from a blank script to actually shooting the movie, which is not that uncommon uh, on independent pictures. I think, <clears throat> I was saying to, the, to one of my friends, I think producers, once they get the money, they kind of panic, so they try to rush the productions into production in case someone, the money magically goes to a, you know, another project, which has happened before. So it's always like a real tight turnaround, which obviously it's not ideal when you're you want to make your be uh, the best movie you can, but we're kind of, this is like my sixth movie now, so I'm kind of used to turning around these movies so quickly. 
it's uh, yeah it's, it's a weird it's such a blur of making the production that once it all kind of ends is the time for me anyway i kind of wonder what just happened <laughs> did we you know it's crazy wow i i would never have imagined it took such a short period of time to conceive a project i know it must have been nerve-wracking to get everything up and running it's yeah it's it, i actually my luckily i work with my wife so she she's really good at um organizing the films but yeah it's it's kind of insane the time scales they give you to make these movies but i think that's for everyone that does independent cinema i've never really heard of anyone that gets more than 20 days to make a film yeah that's that's insane and kudos to you because i myself is um, my wife and i are a tag team as well she does one half she does the paperwork and the and the finances yeah. and I do the creative stuff so and we work together and, and make sure everything is done so I, yeah. I definitely understand that concept <laughs> yeah I love arguing <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> yeah, it's, but art yeah, hey without arguing there's no understanding yeah no like I've, I've been asked this question before I, I actually like it my wife is one of the producers it's like a fallback it's like a comfort blanket mm -hmm. when you're dealing with like producers or actor problems. And so it feels like you've got someone on your team, you know, during the crazy times of making a movie. So, but yeah, it's also your wife and you do obviously argue a lot. But <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Hey, hey, I agree. I definitely agree. It's a great, it's a great dynamic. Uh, for the protagonist, let's jump on, on her, on her, character evolution uh, without giving too much for the audience what can we expect with this particular character and how she began in the beginning and how she winds up in the end and how could the audience relate to her the goodie sorry hannah yeah i always get confused because uh, yeah it's I'm, I'm hoping it's this is like a popcorn movie so I'm hoping we deliver on what people would normally expect for like a fun martial arts movie and set it up for her character, want the audience to really want her to kill the baddies. I know that sounds kind of poor, but that's the kind of arc we were going for. Make, you know, put her in a situation where she's really the threat, not the bad guys. And I'm hoping that's like the... The, maybe the slight uniqueness this movie's got against other indie film action movies, where it's normally they're just like, uh, she was in the military, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So, that makes sense? That's probably a terrible answer. No, it, it definitely makes sense. I can relate to that because when I watch a film and they make the character too generic, and yeah, they've got military training, and, and you want someone that you can adapt as a regular average Joe, for a, a postal worker. Why not make the character somebody base, well, quote unquote basic, as opposed to they yeah. know this and they know that, and when the bad guys show up, that their bullets magically hit their headshot. No, we want somebody that is down to earth. Yeah. Nah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure we quite managed to do that in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she does a lot of martial arts in this film that's not explained, it just looks cool. Uh -huh. it's, that kind of, it's that kind of film. It's just like switch your brain off for 90 minutes and just play enjoy. Exactly. 
Well, part of this podcast, it's, it's a good mesh of entertainment, especially for horror thrillers, action films, but also I like to incorporate the fitness and mental aspect of a film because actors, actresses, they have to prepare mentally for a film, directors, they have to prepare mentally to what's ahead in the project, and I am Rage in particular. Uh, let's delve into the physical um, attributes of what was required for the film. Uh, in a short period of time, we already went over. Uh, the film was conceived in a short period of time. Was there any training that they had to get involved with? Any type of choreography? Yeah, so luckily we, we had the money to hire a very good stunt coordinator from uh, LA. And for the first time in all the movies I've done, we managed to convince the producers to have six days before the film where the stunt coordinator could work with especially Hannah and the other actors on all the fight choreography, uh, which especially for Hannah was quite intense. I mean, she fights everyone in the film, so the, and the whole movie she's in, so it was quite, what's the best word? She really had to train mentally and physically, I guess, to survive 10 hour days for 18 days to get through the shoot. Wow, that is, that is intense. And apart from her training in the in for stunt choreography and fight choreography, any specialties that the actors had to get their body up in tune was that included also? I think it was just an. Uh, well, obviously, there was a lot of technical moves, but it was, I think it was. I think Chris Torres, the stunt coordinator, it was more like an an endurance thing. They were. He was training them for it's like an independent film, so it's shoots really, really quick. So the, the actors had to be prepared to shoot at any given moment one of the many, many fights. Uh, like for instance, uh, example, the last fight, we only had like six hours to shoot, and it was a full six hours of non-stop fighting for the actors. So it was luckily there, especially Hannah and Marta, the main baddie trained throughout the entire shoot during their spare time and at nights to kind of prepare for the, the onslaught of shooting these fights kind of, well not low budget but just the the non-stop you know having your body being brute there was no stunt doubles so these guys were taking the hits and really doing it for real so it was wow yeah a very a very physical film for the for the women that's wow, sure. that, that's that's amazing. I, I, I assume they were minimal injuries. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think if there was any injuries. I don't think there was. I mean, the stunt coordinator was was so good that they were padded up, but they were making contact. Right. And I think you do. I mean, when you see someone fall on the ground in this movie, they're falling on the ground, and you do that, you know, like. 30 times a day, eventually, over the 18 days, it's gonna catch up on your body. So I think they were quite careful, especially Hannah, their diet, and they were training um, lots of different mixed martial arts at night to keep their body kind of loose and prepare for the next day of punishment. <laughs> uh, precisely. And that was gonna be my next question. Uh, we all know we need to keep the uh, the actors happy. Big budget, small budget, catering is always involved. Were there any special type of diets they need to adhere to, or uh, physical uh, uh, 
physical training slash diet requirements for them to be in shape in order to do all these stunts? Yes, the Hannah especially had a very specific diet. I forget what it was, but for the first for the first half of the shoot, we had a personal chef, which was amazing. And then the second half of the film, we were outdoor and we had like the worst catering we've ever had in all of the movies we've ever made, which made it really hard for um, the girls. I think all of them had special dietary requirements. So there's nothing like shooting for 10 hours and then being presented with the worst food. It's like the, car, the cardinal sin of independent film. You make sure the food is good. That's like <laughs> rule number one. <laughs> you raise a good point, especially when you're training to look a certain role. Um, this brings up a, a, a good point. Robert Patterson, and he, for his role in Batman, he didn't want to follow the diet, he didn't want to follow anything, but he wanted to suit up to look like Batman. And it's just, okay, if you're acting the part, any actor, any role, you have to immerse yourself physically and mentally into this role. So for Hannah to go into this role and become the person she's supposed to become, it requires the mental, physical, and everything else that falls along with it. Yeah, she, she's very serious about, uh, I think it's jiu-jitsu she does, and her diet's very important. In, a, in the movie, you can see she's so cut. So to maintain that, her diet, I guess, must be very important to her. And it was a big thing in the movie, her food. So we were kind of apologizing to her in the last half when we had this bad caterer. So I, I could imagine that must have made it really frustrating for her. Because I, I look at what they eat and I'm just like, I don't know how you survive on that. <laughs> it's, it's all like crazy protein or whatever and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but uh, believe me, uh, as a physical trainer, yeah, I always advise my my clientele to eat what you like, but in moderation. But when the duty calls that you need to cut weight or gain weight, yeah, everything else comes along with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I understand it better now. Like I guess for actors, you're putting yourself out on the screen and you're going to be immortalized forever. So I can imagine it is quite a serious thing maintaining what people are going to ultimately be seeing and I mean there were scenes in this movie where she's like doing in her underwear so I mean it was um, yeah she's very um, professional at maintaining her body I guess right and, and that's what I jumping back to to what I had mentioned earlier about the, the female protagonist and how it's a very very influential in, in, in the independent scene of, of course and in the major blockbusters um, you have to have the quote-unquote strength so that way you don't fall into this um, the standardized uh, of what a woman should be a uh, weak depending on the male you have to have this physique nice strong authoritative figure but at the same time maintaining that quote-unquote sex appeal yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's a fine line because there's an expectation, even for independent movies, of how women should look in these type of films. And it's, uh, well, you see the poster, you know, it's got the, the attractive girl in the poster. You can see how they're, they're trying to hook the general audience they want to watch this film. But uh, for us, we were just happy that we were, they were really good actors and the martial arts and the action kind of 
came secondary for me because I was so confident of the stunt coordinator and their acting ability once I finally saw them go and I was like, we're good. And yeah, I, get, I mentioned this earlier, but I mean, already we get some pushback when the trailer came out and people, the usual, well, this is a film the men should be in. You know, the women are coming into the action genre again. <laughs> and I'm, just, I'm like, ah, oh, man, you, you can't, you can't please anyone. You can't, you can't please everyone. But our art, art is subjective. You can't please everybody, and everybody's interpretation is going to be different to the medium that artists, because directors are artists, deliver to the audience. And I don't know what these people are talking about because I can name a hundred, maybe not a hundred. But a lot of action films that the female protagonist was front and center and they had yeah. to rescue the males. <laughs> yeah, I think us indie, direct, indie films, we get it worse because they, we're, our kind of movies are kind of thrust out into the same kind of sphere with some of the bigger movies. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the audience don't necessarily care. I'm not in their living room reminding them, oh, by the way, remember this is just an indie small movie. They just take it as face value, so a lot of their comments are just truthful comments, I guess. <laughs> great, great. Uh, we're winding down to the interview, so two questions, very important questions. The first one, uh, of course, uh, I Am Rage is an independent film. You discussed how fast you produce these films, and of course you have the experience level to churn them out, uh, quality content in a short period of time. However, for others who want to join into this uh, field and they want to undertake such a dramatic uh, feat such as this, what is your advice for them? It's, it's catch-22. They won't give you the opportunity to direct a film because you haven't directed a feature film. So you've got to navigate. The way I got around it was, and luckily I had the funds to do it, was to fund my own feature film, get it distributed, and then once, the, once you make someone else money, then the doors open up to further movies. So it's like a weird, it kind of sucks the way it works. Like a lot of people can try short films, but normally the doors also close because you haven't made a feature film. So my advice is to try and do it yourself if you can and uh, get it distributed and the doors will open. I, that's great advice and very, very sound advice, especially when we got to put money from our own pocket, wherever it may be, from our friends, family, or if, uh, yeah. our retirement funds, just to get our idea out. Yes. Yeah, it's it's just the risk. It is. It's just you got to just take the risk and be confident. Like my first movie, I specifically chose a slasher film because I knew that they would it would sell. Not necessarily that I wanted to make a slasher film, but it it did it worked for me. I got the door open, and then. I've, been making movies ever since. Great. So, thank you for that. And the second most important question. Well, it's not really a question. It's just an open platform. Uh, I am Rage. All the information that you want to turn out. Website. When is it going to release? Who's in it? And your personal opinion and get people, the audience, enticed to watch it. Yep. Uh, I am Rage, I, August 1st, if you like um, popcorn, martial arts movie, action, females, strong female leads kicking the hell out, out of each other for 90 minutes, this is definitely the film for you. Switch your brain off, enjoy it for 90 minutes, that kind of movie. 
This is why directors should never promote their own films. Really. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, it's it's well, basically, we're we we all have to wear the hats, and then the occasion uh, shows up to sell our well, in this case, a product, but of of, of course, our artwork. Yeah, you know what it is because of the actor strike. All the actors are too scared to do the interviews, so now I have to step forward, and I'm like, sometimes I think. I'm the worst person to promote these movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the actors would have sold it so much better. <laughs> <laughs> right? Hey, it it sells itself too. It's a great concept. I'm a huge fan of the female strong protagonist. I'll definitely will be uh, turning out my my review and along with this uh, interview. And uh, right. hey, wish you all the best and fun. Look forward to not only watching Alien Rage but for your next projects that uh, that you would release. I'll look out for your review. It'll be if it's two stars, I'll be coming back. Hey! <laughs> no, no, no way, no way. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. you, thank you so much for your time and uh, talking about Iron Rage and all these subjects that are accompanying with the film and fitness and wellness and also as an independent uh, filmmaker. Thank you so much. <laughs>